Hello, THP Online Community. This is Dallas here, your media pastor at The Healing Place, and we're so glad that you've hit the play button today. Whether you're joining us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you found us, hey, thank you so much for being part of The Healing Place. Today, our lead pastor, Scott Etheridge, is going to be continuing our series of Leave No Room and Leave No Doubt with a journey through Ephesians chapter 4. We're specifically talking about resisting the enemy through a very specific way your personal growth. Now, how does growing in your relationship with the Lord help to resist the enemy? Well, you're going to find out today, but I want to encourage you as we walk through this, take some notes, like literally sit down and begin to write out what the Lord is speaking to you through this message. Not necessarily what, what pastor is saying, but what the Lord is saying to you through this message. Then I want to invite you to reach out to us and let us know what God's saying to you. You can email us at mediahub at thbstreetport.com, or you can reach us on any of our social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram. Just look for THP Shreveport. And speaking of personal growth, I want to invite you guys to check out our other podcast, The Midweek Move, where each week we have a group of individuals doing a Bible study through the book of Acts currently. And guys, there have been some amazing revelations take place and they have been fantastic for personal growth. There are individuals who are listening to it right now and they reach out to us like, man, I've really been able to grow and understand the, the word of God and understand the Lord that we serve better because of this podcast. So I want to invite you, please check out the Midweek Move. There will be a links in the description down below for you guys to check that out. And I really think it'll be a benefit to you. Personal growth is going to be really big for a lot of, of us this year. Um, it's, it's essential for the Christian walk to begin with. But I want to leave you guys with this one thing before we get into the message, and that is that while filming this message, there was actually a kind of a word-vision given, and there was, a, there was a plant that was planted in a pot, and this little plant was being tossed around back and forth in the wind. And then one day, people noticed that this pot wasn't moving around the wind. And on further inspection, what we noticed is the plant had broken the pot and it had dug deep. The roots had gotten deep into the soil and were finally firm and holding on. It didn't look like there was a lot of change on the surface, but deep down something took place. And that rooting, that growth is what happens when you and I get into the word of God, get into prayer and really lean into the Lord. So I want to invite you guys, dig deep, get rooted today as we lean into the Lord and walk through Ephesians chapter 4 with our lead pastor, Scott Etheridge. Hey there, everyone. Thank you for welcoming me to wherever you are today. We are super excited to take a deep dive today. Listen, we've been walking on this journey already in 2022 of leave no room, leave no doubt. Leave no room for the enemy and leave no doubt whom you serve. Last week, we kind of started taking this uh, journey together of what does that really mean? What does it mean to leave no room? What does it mean to leave no doubt? Last week, we talked about James chapter 4, verse 7, submit to God, like lean into God, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So in essence, in that passage, James is saying, listen, resisting the devil is not about what you're not doing, not not doing, but it is about leaning into God, filling yourself with the things of God, and thereby you are resisting the devil. Listen, one of the awesome things, and I think we may have even said this last week, is that what we're doing right now is resisting the devil. As we read the word, as we learn the word, as we grow in the word, we are resisting the devil. We are drawing near to God. We are leaning into God. We are leaning in to the, to, to the word of God and asking the Holy Spirit to bring revelation knowledge so we can grow in 
Christ. And then last week, we also talked about what does it really mean to leave no doubt? And we went to Acts chapter four, where Peter and John have been arrested and they've been commanded to not speak in the name of Jesus again. And their response gives us the greatest response to leave no doubt. Listen, whether it is right uh, to listen to you or to listen to God, I'm gonna leave that up to you. But as for us, we can but only speak that which we know, that which we've seen and we've heard. Basically, leave no doubt. We serve Jesus. We can't help but talk about him. We can't help but speak about him. We can't help but talk about spiritual things and the things of God because we're filled with the spirit of God. And so today, we wanna kind of take the next step in this journey. We wanna, we wanna kind of lean in today about leave no room. Like, what does that really mean? So I want you to go to Ephesians chapter four, Ephesians chapter four, we're going to be reading several parts of Ephesians chapter four. Now here's the setup in Ephesians four. Like, what does this mean to us? Why, how can we learn from the church at Ephesus? How can we learn from these believers who we know as the Ephesians? What can we learn from them? Well, we know in this letter, it's, it's kind of unlike the other letters of Paul because it's not this open rebuke that he's bringing because of their behavior. It's also not a very personal, personal Uh, letter either. It's not like he's saying, hey, brothers and sisters, oh, I know everything about you. It seems like it's a little more, hey, here are some guidelines and some guardrails for what you may face in the future. Here's some things to think about as you're taking this journey in Christ. So it's not necessarily, hey, you're doing all these wrong things. Don't do those things. It's not necessarily, um, hey, I love you so much and I can't wait to be with you. Some of those other letters that Paul wrote, This is more of like, hey, you've been on this journey for a little while now. And we have to understand that the church of Ephesus is a key. The Ephesians are a key people. Why are they key? Because one of the greatest revivals in history comes out of the church of Ephesus. It it explodes and goes to all of Asia Minor. It, It goes all over the world. And literally, we are recipients of what happens through the church of Ephesus. So this is a super important portion of of scripture. But Ephesians chapter four, and if you need one word that we're going to focus in on today, how do we leave no room for the devil? How how do I do that? Well, I want to give you one word, a topic, growth, growth. How do we leave no room for the devil? Well, we grow, we grow in Christ. And this chapter is an amazing chapter on growth, that what it means to grow in Christ. And not just as individuals, but here's what I love about the word of God. Like God's word is speaking to all of us right now. Like some of you are in California right now. Some of you are in Florida right now. Some of you are... Some of you are in Arkansas, New Mexico, maybe you're in Oklahoma, maybe Kentucky, but we're all over the place right now. But yet God is speaking to all of us together, but yet he's also speaking to you as an individual. Come on, put that in the chat. Me, God's speaking to me today. Come on, personalize that today in the chat. God wants to speak to me today. Because here's the awesome thing. I'm talking to you and I'm teaching a bit and I'm exhorting you a bit. I'm, I'm kind of bringing you up and going, hey, pay attention. God's trying to say something. But at the same time, God is speaking to me too. And so growth, growing in Christ, not just as an individual, but as the body of Christ. And this chapter is amazing as it talks about not just us as an individual, but us as the bigger, a part of a bigger body of Christ. 
So in Ephesians chapter four, it says this, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you to walk worthy of the calling of which you were called. Now, Paul is kind of coming to them and he's saying, listen, I'm gonna set the stage for you of how to leave no room for the enemy because the enemy, he is walking about and he's trying to not just take you as an individual, but he's trying to crush the whole church there in Ephesus because he knows there's gonna be a great revival that's gonna come out of that. Verse two, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. So he's, he's given us some, some landmarks right away. He's saying, listen, if you want to leave no room for the enemy, lowliness, gentleness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, love, endeavoring to keep the unity, peace, like all these things leave no room for the enemy. Well, where do all these things come from? Well, then he tells us in verse 4. There is one body and one spirit. Where do these things come from? The Holy Spirit. Listen, one of the things that we are going to key on in the, in the months to come, not just weeks, but the months to come, one of the things we are going to key on is not a topic, it's not an it, Him, the Holy Spirit. Like the next few weeks, we're going to dig into how when we allow the Holy Spirit to activate the things of God in our life, when we fill our lives with the things of God, the fruit of the Holy Spirit comes out of our life. The gifts of the Holy Spirit come out of our lives. Then there is no room for the devil. When we fill ourselves with the things of God through the power of the Holy Spirit, there is no room for the devil. And in that, when we declare those things and we share those things and we let the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit flow through our lives, then there is no doubt whom we are serving. Paul says there's one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. He's laying aside all the worldly mindsets of multiple gods, or you are your own God, or self is a God, or uh, nature is a God, or idols are gods. He is laying it all out and going, no, no, no. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in in all. So he's laying aside. He is literally, as he's talking to them, leaving no room for the devil. He is just laying waste to the lies that the devil has told the people of Ephesus. And then he says in verse seven, which is a key verse, because we think of the gifts of the Holy Spirit just as 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They are these things. The manifestation of the gifts are these, right? But We've been given more gifts, not just from the Holy Spirit, but from the Father. The Father has gifted us. Jesus has gifted us certain things. In the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus, he has gifted us certain things. When the Father created us in his own image, there are innately gifts that as we are creating the image of God that he has given to us, he has innately put something in us. Well, one of the things he's put in us is a measure of faith, right? And another is what, what is called the grace gifts. We can find those in Romans, but it, Paul gives an allusion to it right here in verse seven. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Like what Christ did for us now, we've been given this grace, a grace gift. Therefore, he says, verse eight, when he ascended on high, he led captive, captive and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended, what does it mean? 
but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended also the one who ascended that he might fill all things. That Jesus took on our sins on the cross. He was dead. He was buried, right? But he defeated death, hell, and the grave in the resurrection. And so he descended, but then he ascended to the right hand of the Father, sending us the Holy Spirit to live in us. And now, filled with the Holy Spirit, we can leave no room for the devil. Like Paul is like laying it out. And then he goes into maybe not one of the most misunderstood passages of scripture, but definitely misapplied. And again, maybe not misinterpreted, but misapplied and misappropriated. I think those are the correct words. And he himself, who's that talking about? Jesus. He himself gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, right? Well, okay, I've heard that, Scott. I've heard about apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers and evangelists. I've, I've heard about that, those people. It's not people, it's gifts. Given by who? Jesus. So many times we ascribe uh, apostleship and the prophetic and pastorship and, and all the different gifts that Jesus gave as people. Yes, it flows through people, but they are gifts. Given to who? Well, he says, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Like he has given the five gifts. These five gifts have been given to us to do what? To help us grow, to help us mature. Why is it important to mature? Because as we mature and we grow, what does that mean? We leave no room for the devil. As we grow in Jesus, there is no room for the devil. As we continue to mature in Christ, there is no room for the devil. And so he says these gifts have been given for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. God hasn't just called me, God's called you. And God is using a gift today. Well, what is that gift, Scott? Well, I'm not sure. Maybe it's the gift of an apostle today to call you up to a higher place, to, to, to call something out out of you that's in you that you don't even know is in there, almost like a parental uh, authority. Or maybe it's prophetic. Maybe today I'm speaking in the prophetic nature. Man, this is what God is saying. Or maybe it is pastoral. Hey, I, I just wanna help you. I wanna help you grow. Or maybe it is teaching. Here it is. Or maybe it is an evangelist. Hey, if you're lost, come. But God is using his gifts today to call you up to a higher place to mature and to grow in Christ. Why? Yes, to glorify him. Yes, to serve him. Yes, to live for him, but also to leave no room for the devil. He says, for the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry, you're being equipped today. Why? So Scott can do the ministry? No, so you can do the ministry. And it says, till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And then he hits a key here, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. You know what he's talking about there? He's talking about people have made room for the devil. They left a space open. They weren't growing. 
They weren't taking their next step in Jesus. You hear us talk about that all the time. What are we talking about? We're not talking about a class here at the church. We're talking about growing in Jesus. We're talking about maturing in your faith. We're talking about taking your next step to grow in Jesus. We're talking about not just reading one verse, but what is the context of that verse? How do I now activate it in my life? I'm not just reading the Bible. I'm living the Bible. That's growing. That's maturing. I'm not just talking about Jesus, I'm leading people to Jesus. I'm not just talking about going to church, I'm telling people about Jesus. I'm not just inviting them to come to church with me, I'm pointing them to Jesus. And then when they give their life to Jesus, guess what? Scott, I'm bringing them to church so I can help to equip them to do the work of the ministry. Listen, that's how we leave no room for the devil. In 2022, the world is trying to divide us, to isolate us, don't gather, don't gather, don't gather. Why? Because the world wants us to leave room for the devil. And we are saying, no, 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 not on our watch. We will leave no room for the devil because it's not just about me as an individual, but it's about us as a body gathering together, being equipped to go out and do the work of the ministry. That's what God is saying to us today. And so Paul goes on, he says, listen, you're, you're, you can kind of still be like children if you're not careful, where you're so shallow in your faith, you're not growing. And when that happens, you're leaving room for the enemy. And then he says this in verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, speaking the truth in love, that means not selfishly, not because we want people to be a certain thing, not because we want them to be like us, but speaking the truth of God in love. It doesn't mean we water down the message either, but we speak the truth in love. Why? Make no room. Leave no room for the devil. And then it says, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. Why is growing up so important? Leaving no room. When you grow up in Jesus, you are leaving no room for the craftiness and deceitfulness of the enemy. Come on, somebody, let me know in the chat what's happening in your heart right now. I'm telling you, this is a word from the Lord. Tell us what's happening in your heart. right. What is God speaking to you right now? Maybe it's just grow up. Put that in the chat. I need to grow up. I'm acting like a 13-year-old punk with my parents. I'm acting like that with God. Like God's talking to me, he's trying to instruct me, he's trying to correct me, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I know better than you. I know better than you. I know everything. Come on, how many of you remember what that was like? You're 16 and you know everything. You know everything. You know more than your teachers. You know more than your parents. Man, you're ready to go out and tackle the world, but how many of you know none of us were ready? None of us were ready. He says, grow up. Well, why? Because it's the head, Christ. We're growing up into all things into him from whom the whole body is joined and knit together, the whole body, not just one part. But now he says this, just like we talked about at the beginning, by what every joint the individual supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Everybody's growing up as individuals, leaving no room for the devil. So what does that mean for the church? The church is growing up. The church is maturing. The body is maturing. So he's talking to the church at Ephesus and he's saying, listen, when you do these things, you're gonna grow. And we know there is physical evidence. There is spiritual 
evidence that the church of Ephesus grew up. Why? Because they're one of the greatest revivals in history came out of these people. Why? Because they were growing in their faith and leaving no room for the devil. Then he says this, Ephesians 4, 17, this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness to work all unclean, uncleanliness with greediness. What was he saying? He's saying the Gentiles made room for the enemy. They left room for the enemy. And because of that, now they don't know what God is saying. They don't know what God is doing. Why? Because they've given themselves over to the passions and the lusts of the flesh, the thinking of the world. They left room for the enemy, and now they don't know what God is saying. And so he says, but you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. And then he gives us this, I'm going to call it a dissertation. Because from verse 22 until the end, it is lock, stock, and barrel how you leave no room for the devil. That you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lusts. How do you leave no room for the devil? Put off the old man, the old thoughts. How do I do that? The power of the Holy Spirit. In Christ and in the power of the Holy Spirit, guess what happens? You're growing in Christ. You're maturing in Jesus. The old man has died and now a new has arrived. You are a, you've heard us talk about this before. How do we prepare ourselves for new wine? A wine skin, a new wine skin. The Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being akin to new wine, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Well, what does that need? It needs a new wine skin. Who's the wine skin? We are the wine skin. We are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the new wineskin, and that means we have to prepare a new wineskin. The old has to go. We can't put the old in the new. So many of us are trying to be new, but we still got old patterns and old habits, and we wonder why we're not new, because we have old habits, old ways of thinking. We're still seeing things the way that we saw them as a sinner. He says that you put off. And then he says this, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. A new way of thinking. So put off, right? How do we leave no room? Put off the old. And then he says in verse 24, you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. You put off the old, put on the new. Therefore, putting away lying, verse 25, what's he saying? No room. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your wrath. Scott, how do you know that Paul was actually telling the church at Ephesus to leave no room for the devil? Because verse 27 says, nor give place to the devil. <laughs> Come on, what? Nor give place to the devil. Leave no room. And then he says in verse 28, let him who stole steal no longer. Listen, whatever you were doing before in the old man, you're not going to do anymore. That's not a new man. That's an old man. That's the old life. Doesn't mean in the new life we're perfect, but it does mean we put off the old conduct. We put off the old behavior. Listen, that's more than just quitting what you were doing. 
there has to be a transformation. And that transformation can only come in Christ, through Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit transforming our lives. Let him who steal, steal no longer, but rather let him labor. The opposite of stealing, now it's producing. Working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers, a new way of speaking. And do not, this is key, this is key, y'all. Verse 30, pay attention and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. How do we grieve the Holy Spirit of God? We grieve the Holy Spirit of God by making room for the enemy. When we leave room for the devil, we are saying no to the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Verse 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. So there's almost like this list. Okay, the old man is this, bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking. But verse 32, the new man, be kind to one another, tenderhearted. And maybe one of the hardest things for us, if you really wanna know a key area of our lives, where we probably leave more room for the devil than any other, says this, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Forgiveness. Instead of holding on to it, instead of being bitter, instead of clamoring for, for quote-unquote justice to be done because you've been wronged, forgiving one another, just as Christ forgave you. And then I was going to stop at verse 32, but I have to read Ephesians 5.1 because ultimately this is where we absolutely leave no room for the enemy. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Be imitators of God. Well, man, God is God. God, God, God is the creator. He is. But there are characteristics of God that as we as believers in Christ Jesus who have received forgiveness. We have been redeemed. And we have submitted ourselves to him. And we have said yes to him. We have said yes to his spirit, the spirit of God, to fill us now. And as the Holy Spirit fills us, the characteristic of God, the characteristics, plural, of God, begins to flow through our life. Love, joy, peace, faithfulness, kindness, gentleness, long-suffering, self-control. Like all of those things are fruit of God's spirit, not fruit of us, fruit of God's spirit. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Leave no room. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. One of the greatest ways that we can leave no room for the devil is to grow in Jesus. Listen, that's what we're doing right now. We're growing. We're taking this opportunity to just go, man, step by step by step by step, I wanna grow in Jesus. I'm gonna lay aside this. I'm gonna lay aside this. I'm gonna open up space in my life so the Holy Spirit doesn't just have a part of me, but the Holy Spirit fills me. See, we don't need a touch. We need a filling. 
an infilling. We don't need just a portion, but we need an infilling of the Holy Spirit so that literally there is no room in our life for the devil. You say, Scott, that's impossible in 2022. No, it's not. No, it's not. For many of us, it's simply just pressing off. For many of us, it's just saying no. For many of us, the first act is very simple. It's saying no to yourself, my flesh, my desires, what I think I want that is actually opposed to the God that I confess. Leave no room for the devil. How do we do that? We grow. We grow in Jesus. We take our next step. We receive all the gifts that God has afforded to us from himself, through the Son, through the power of the Holy Spirit. We allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, guide us every day, direct us. We read the Word of God, and the Word of God is a, a, is a, a lamp unto our feet and then becomes a light unto our path so we can take our next step. We grow. We keep moving forward. What happens if I blow it? I trip, I fall, get up, keep going forward, keep taking that next step. Leave no room. Listen, over the next couple of weeks, we're gonna delve into this even deeper. We're gonna delve into this. Um, We are gonna grow in this. Next week, we're gonna begin to step into this. Man, how do I really leave no doubt? Like, okay, leave no room. I got to grow and I've got to say no to these things and I've got to put off the old man and put on the new. But now, how do I live that out and absolutely leave no doubt of whom I serve? Well, we're going to dig into that next week. And the weeks after that, we're just going to keep growing in Jesus and keep growing in Jesus because we have purposed in our hearts. It's not a resolution. We are resolute in our heart this year to leave no room for the devil and leave no doubt whom we serve. So in the name of Jesus, I just speak right now to whoever's listening, whoever's watching. I just pray right now that there would be an opening of eyes, there would be an opening of spiritual eyes, there would be an opening of hearts right now, that there would be an opening of souls, mind, will, emotions would open up right now for true transformation, to put off the old and put off the new. Come on, right now, if you got the old, you've been living in the old, Declare it. Scott, I don't know if I can even say it publicly. Say it. Say it. Put off the old. Lying. Lord, I want to put off lying. I want to put off stealing. I want to put off addiction. I want to put off, uh, I want to put off these things. And I want to put on the new, the holiness and righteousness. Lord, all I have is filthy rags to give you. But I know that when I bring them to you, and I submit myself to you and I draw near to you that you take those filthy rags and you replace those filthy rags with robes of righteousness. The new man, the new me. It's not a new year that brings a new me. But Lord, I am new in you. So Jesus, I receive the gift and the gifts that you have given unto me. And today, I just submit myself to you and I draw near to you, resisting the devil, leaving no room for the devil today. 
I do these things in Christ's name. Amen. Listen, let us know what God is doing in your heart and life today. We say that every week, but we really do want to know that. Do it right now. Don't wait till later. If you wait till later, you won't do it. You'll forget. But mediahub at thpshreport.com, let us know what God is doing in your life. What did God say to you today? What's your next step? What do you feel like your next step is? Share that with us. Or maybe you don't know what your next step is, but you know what God did in your life today. Let us know, mediahub at thpshreport.com. We wanna walk with you in this journey. We wanna help you grow and take your next step in Jesus. May the Lord bless you guys. We love you. God bless you.